this is the week of Thanksgiving. And I think back 400 years ago. You know, we had people. We call them pilgrims. They had other names. I don't remember all their names. But they want to worship God so bad. They want to worship the true living God that they got sick and tired of the of the king telling them how they worship God. They thought, listen, if this is going to survive, if the truth is going to survive, we're getting out of here. They come together in agreement, and they got on a boat, and they took off. I'm just I'm condensing history class. I have to. I wasn't there most of the time. So we're going to go someplace where we can worship God. Think of that. Not just for themselves, but for the generation coming behind them. You know, some of us are older. Our time of going home might be near. His coming is very near also. So, you know, why do we think about the next generation? I think because of love, I would say. Most of us here are upset because we have got our great, 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 great grandkids already in debt before they're even born. You know? And we're trying to stop that. So we're willing to do things in order to stop that. Because we care about them. So here we got the generations coming behind them. And parents say, listen, we need a better place. So they get together and they take off. And when they end up going to Plymouth Rock. They land in the new world. All because of the desire to honor God. Put it all on the line. And then what happens, well, we know the story. They have a tough winter. Half of them, they lose half of them. But you know, they're out hunting for food one day. And they're shooting the guns. And I can't say the name right, but the Wampa Punka Indians, Wampa Mump, never mind. They think that the settlers are starting a war. So he brings 90, the chief brings 90 of his people. Say, okay, we're going to stop this right now. And they found out they were, they were hunting for food. So they were helping them. Survived. God fed them. That is celebration. They had a dinner celebrating God. Thankful. Think of that. Thankful for what he did. So they willing to step out. Say, okay, God first. God first. Your ways, God. Put it all on the line. And did not God protect them or feed them? Half of them went home early. They didn't survive the winter. They went home to the rewards. Think of that. If we turn to Matthew 6 for a second, this verse keeps coming back to me. When I think about the pilgrims, this verse makes me, wow, it's, it's true. He, he finds a way. He finds a way of helping us. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, I saw verse 24. says, No one can serve two masters, for they will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So right there, hey, listen. This is a God. Woo! It's God. Sold out to him. 
Yes, serve them, or is the world. You gotta understand, if we compromise, if I serve God here in the world over here, you're not serving God. He doesn't take leftovers. Amen? He will not take leftovers. You cannot give him his best, your best to him. Don't give him nothing at all because you insult him. He wants it all. He died for every part of my body. Not just my Sunday mornings or my Monday nights. All of it. Now, you can't serve both of them. And that's why we got to come out of the world. We're going to be in the world. we got to come out of the clutches of the world. we got to get around some folks who going to support us. We've got to keep going around the same people who's dragging you down. Taking that cesspool. Never happy. Always complaining. How can you be a follower of Jesus and not have the solution? Yes, you got problem, but the solution is Jesus. It's the Word of God. That's your weapon, amen? amen. We have realized that. Verse 25 says, Now therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Right here I think about, okay, I see the pilgrims, this is my head, okay? I see the boats out there. But, but, but we're going to go, what are we going to eat, what are we going to drink, what are we going to wear? Hey, listen. God tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And the things we need. Does God need us? I mean, He does. I mean, you understand? We're His hands and His feet, right? Amen. So, if, if He's gonna, if He's gonna use us, we give Him a house to Him. Don't you order your car, change your oil, put gas in it? I mean, maybe not everybody does, but uh, you keep it moving. Why? You have a purpose for it, right? That's what God is. Seek, seek me. I'll, I'll provide your needs. And that's, to me, the pilgrim is thinking that, hey, listen, it's going to be scary. A lot of rough seas going to be out there. Uh, maybe Loch Ness monsters floating around there. Who knows what's all out there. But we got to do this. This here, we're sick and tired of the, of the, of the king and tell us what we got to do and how to worship God. Can you imagine? Do we have the same resolve in us today? Do we have the same resolve that they have when it comes down to tell us how we can worship when we can worship, when we speak the name of Jesus, do we always so that that He is the way, the truth, and the life? That the only hope that we have ourselves and the generation behind us is Jesus. There's no substitute for Jesus. There's no shortcuts uh, 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 to heaven. It's the Lord. Do we have that resolve? So I'm going to stand up for it. By golly. I'll take my, my my time at the front of the deck on the boat watching out for icebergs or whatever they had. I probably know icebergs probably coming over from that. Okay. Maybe whales. You know, we had to have that same resolve. But he says in verse 26, Now look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father, he feeds them. Are you not a more buyer than them? Which of you by worrying can add one cubic to a statue? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is here, tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you? Or you have a little faith? Think of it. He made you and me in His image. God don't have feathers. He did not make the birds in His image. Okay, He made them with purpose. But you not made His image. Oh, you have a little faith. Otherwise, quit worrying. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The key there, therefore, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. A lot of issues we have in this world today because we do not seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. On a personal level, we have issues going on because we do not seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We don't seek His way in what we do, what we say. We don't. You cannot get a better promise than what God gives us through the Son Jesus. Amen? You cannot get more of anything than that. But we have a habit of going outside of the Word of God time and time and time again. Why? Probably maybe because we really don't believe it. We don't really need it. Because we're all better than everybody else, aren't we? We get that attitude, oh, I'm better than they are. But everything we do is to seek Him. Everything you're going to say, you're going to do. Yesterday, whatever you did yesterday, the question would be, did you seek God? Did you seek intelligence? I do it all the time because I don't know how to do nothing. I, I testify all the time. When something breaks down, okay, God, I'm going to fix it. I have no problem telling Him, hey, can you give me smarts in some areas? Give me smarts in some areas. Sometimes I tap in your smarts, you tap in my smarts. But seeking God. You know how many times I've testified here be, before that my father, I mean, he was an electrician, a mechanic, he did anything. But I was so stubborn at times, I never asked him what, how to help me. I'm going to do it my own way. And then finally, I, fall, I swallowed my pride, and what did I do? I asked him, he's got it done in 10 minutes. I learned that over the years. I swallowed my pride. Till my day that my dad died, I had no problem asking him how to do stuff. <laughs> and same way, our Heavenly Father, he's already got it planned out. He's got your life, my life planned out the way He wants it if we just seek Him and follow Him. Amen? You know, He can't for, he won't force Himself on us. You know? He'll show Himself, share His heart. I like my wife, she didn't drag me down the street and make me marry her. You know? God showed me her heart. I didn't know it was God back then. It was me. But it was... Seeing her and her beauty and her love, that drew me to her. I despise anybody trying to come between us right now. I'm a protector, like you guys protect your loved ones. Amen. Sold out. It took a, it took a uh, introduction, then a love, then a walk, a stumble, back up, a couple more stumbles, back up. You know what I'm saying? 
They sort out to one another. In fact, that's what God is. God never writes us off. Understand that. What was it? Commitment. Men have a hard time saying commitment. Okay, we'd rather go uh, at least... Okay, okay. God never writes us off. Please understand. Again, it goes back to your relationship. We can have relationships that get kind of soft. Sometimes relationships, we, we can take it for granted. You ever take a relationship for granted? You know? There's a saying that says, uh, you don't know what you have until it's gone at times. You know, oh. Most of us here today, if we have one more day on the bench beside your dad or your mom, just one more time. We want that, right? We, we just don't know. that we want. That's what God is with us. And we find ourselves drifting away. And we find ourselves, oh man, he, he's just not where he used to be in my life. He hasn't moved, okay? The world, you've allowed the world to move you from him. He said, hey, come on back. Because each one of us has walked with him. He has deposited part of himself in us. And he's done it for a day like today. For a year like a year. For the season of the season. I don't think any of us, I don't know, but Ryan, he might have made a couple of mistakes as a kid growing up. I don't ever remember kicking out of the house, did I? Maybe cracked you a couple of times. God's in with us. Now, God's correction, I think, is a lot more viable than my correction was. And maybe at the time he was being corrected, he didn't care much about it. I remember standing up in school, getting paddled a couple of times. I did not care too much for it. Anybody care for getting paddled? We get one back here like being paddled? Oh, I say, I okay. <laughs> okay, if I throw a chair at Penny, make her feel welcome today. Yeah, yeah. But don't you look back? I look back at the teacher who stood up to me. I got a lot of respect for him. They, they cared about me. Even though at the time I didn't understand it. The correction, I've, I've even told the teachers I've seen them over the years. I appreciated them. The ones that allowed me to sit back here in the classroom and put the one up and smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Or step out off school property, come back. I have no respect for him. What? No, you can't smoke right now. Yeah, we take it down. Okay, okay. But looking back, oh man, where would I have been? I wonder if I wasn't corrected by my teacher. I had three people great influence in my life. Number one, my father, my dad. I had a teacher named Mister Rebusell, and I had one called Mister Wendell Walters, and they weren't afraid to stand up to me. Out of love. And God, the same way, we have to receive God's correction. Like, oh, wow, thank you. I mean, I didn't quit Ridgewood to go to Riverview. And it whacked me. Did I? No. They probably would take me anyway. But they all, why? Because they knew it all went well. Here I am, 40, 45 years from, I don't know, a while back since I graduated. We had life to go through. And they helped prepare me for that. And God is doing the same thing with us. We have some life to go through before we get there. The golden arches. And not McDonald's. 
he needs us prepared for it, folks. He wants to pour into us so much. Because he has a purpose for you. Greater purpose than you ever imagined. But we got to want that. I, mean, I could have turned around and grabbed the paddle that day and paddled my teacher and walked out. Where would I be at today? I don't know, is San Quentin still open? I don't know. But I don't want to find out. If I had not fell in love with Jesus, had met the Lord, I'd be headed to hell today. Think of that. But someone had enough guts to tell me the truth. Loved me enough to tell me the truth. And I embraced that truth. I know sometimes you try to share the truth with people, they reject you. They don't want to hear it. But the truth is still the truth, amen? And we're called to be the truth. Share the way, the truth, and the life. But we look at the scriptures today and it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we look at it quickly and say, oh, I always do that. I look at the scriptures, oh, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. But we look at the scriptures, we'll look at it with intent. Not just to get through them, but let the scriptures examine ourselves. Do I line up with the Word of God? Am I being what God wants me to be? Easy to get bogged down, folks. Easy to get wrapped up. It's easy to throw a blanket over your head and say, I'm sick and tired of listening to all the news. I'm sick and tired of this and that. I tell you, we need the strength of the Lord more and more. You know, to, to declare ourselves Individually a Thanksgiving Day. If I ask you today, what are you thankful for? What would you say? Anybody? Penny? You're thankful for his love. Okay. Anybody else? You thank him for the blessings? Thank him for his strength. I thank him for a few oil furnace. I have chop wood. Amen. See? So we have to be prepared. Thanksgiving is every day, but Thursday you gather around the table maybe and we'll probably most of us going to eat something. But what are you thankful for to take that time? Now, I know we're thankful for Jesus. We're thankful for His blood. Some of us are thankful we got tires on our car now. Amen. That's important. It is. Running water. Hey, water. I mean, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah. And to acknowledge Him for that. To be thankful for it. I mean, uh, you know, our nation, I mean, our nation has a Thanksgiving Day. It's always the fourth Thursday in November. Kind of different this week. This year we got five Thanksgiving, or five, five Thursdays in November, so we're like a yeah, it, yeah, I'm not sure when deer season falls now. <laughs> I'm confused on that part.
I have a Bible here that I really love. It's called the American Patriots Bible. Man, I don't know if anybody else got one or not, but it really gives you the insights of of how our country was built upon the Word of God. We got it across the street here, or across Good News Bookstore used to be here years ago. Thirty-five dollars, all it was. I mean, that's awesome. But it shares here, and uh, talking about Habakkuk three two, but it talks about Abraham Lincoln. So, in the midst of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln initiated the first annual National Day of Thanksgiving and praise on October third, eighteen sixty-three. Issuing a formal proclamation passed on by an act of Congress. So no human counsel has devised nor has any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, have nevertheless remembered mercy. That's awesome. Even though, oh, of our sins he had not given up mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnized reverently and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next of the day of Thanksgiving and praise to your benefit Father who dwells in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up justly due to him, affirmation of justly due to him for such singular deliverance and blessings, they do also with humble penance for our national perseverance and disobedience. Commend to his tender care of those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sorcerers in civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently employ the inter- interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purpose to full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. And when he is down here in the middle of the Civil War, he is praying for unity. What I loved about this here, he wasn't praying for the South to be defeated. Amen? To come back together. We had a separation of opinions. And so God, we need your hand to be involved in this. And you care for the nation to come together. And thanksgiving and repentance. And we never forget as we thank and repent from the things that we, we got going on in our life that shouldn't be there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, is what His, His Word says. And time and time again, we have presidents that will stand up and call for a day of fasting, a day of thanksgiving. Knowing there's power in prayer, there's power in seeking God's hand. And that same power is available to each one of us. Understand that. Whatever trouble you're having issues with, whatever, you, I just can't get over this prayer. Fasting, seeking God, thanking Him for what He's done for you. And we live in a world today that if it feels good, do it. We live in a world today saying, listen, I got my rights. And no one's going to step on my rights. 
we're going to be careful on that, folks. We have rights. I love my rights. But we make sure that we serve God in washing our rights. You know, we can get envious. Look at the pilgrims. Do you know, is there any one generation from the time they had their, their Thanksgiving dinner to war and with the Indians started? Somewhere along the line they forgot. Or other people started showing up, hey, we know this place now where there's man, big trees and all kind of, this beautiful place, we're going to go move in that country. And so here you got the, you're, as we call them the pilgrims, the first ones here. They came, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And look how they were embraced by the Indians, sharing with them. But somewhere along the line, we, we quit talking about why we were here, what God has done, and then what happened? Greed took over. And it multiplied and multiplied, and the ones who embraced us, who walked us here, became our enemy. Then we started taking over the, their territory. One generation removed. Because somebody apparently wasn't standing up. Wasn't sharing the truth. Hey, don't bother them. They received us. We built this church here. Because when God moved over here, they helped us. That they are our friends. We have no right taking their stuff from them. We shouldn't be killing them. Oh, shut up. It's not very popular. Well, here. Here, take it. Here, take it, money, buddy, okay? Now, don't, don't talk about taking over the property anymore. We start selling out. Selling out down the road. Quieting the people. We forgot that our eyes were set upon building a place for our, our children, children, children. A place that worships the true living God. So we're selling out for a little bit of satisfaction now for our own life. And once come behind them is paying the penalty. And today, folks, if we're not careful, we'll do the same thing. Those of us who are born again, those of us who are down in that, that stench down there looking up like, man, I don't have nothing left. I don't, my word, I wasn't happy in what I had. I needed something. And Jesus found me. He, put, he gave me a plan. He gave me a purpose. Forgave me of my sins. If I don't remember that, I can easily step back where I came from. Don't want to go there, guys. None of us do, I don't think. But we have to remember that. Remember where He brought us from and then protected it. Now I don't want nothing to do with that. God, I mean... I think Jesus said to Peter, you guys going to leave me too? Everybody else will leave me. Uh, Lord, where will we go? I mean, we don't want nothing to do with this world anymore. You're everything we want. I think he says the same thing to us today. Hey, do you want to leave me? Do you want back in the world? Or do you want me?
I want the Lord. But I, I love Jesus. So what did he say? If you love me, you keep my commandments. Oh, wait a second. Now, he's got two of them, right? I mean, we went down from 613 in the Old Testament. We tracked down two. We had ten. We got rid of four. Uh, let's see. Love, uh, see. Love God and love my neighbor. Is that, is that the two we've got to do? <laughs> but if you love your neighbor, you're not going to lie to him. You're going to cheat. You know, steal from him. If you love God, you're going to keep his commands. To the Christians, not the things that we can't do, folks. I go out with him all night and party again, but boy, I tell you, I can't. I'm a Christian. <laughs> we don't do such things. I wish you go, but you understand, don't you? It's not I can't do that. I don't want to. And the Bible doesn't tell you what you can't do. He's just saying this is the result if you do it, you know. But you sort out to Jesus, and then that's what we want, you know. We want him, no matter no matter what it is. We're, but we got to find ourselves seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And the day that we enter into whatever is coming our way, he's going to provide for us. Look, at, I mean, don't worry what you're wearing. We got clothing hanging up here today, okay? We got food here. We got food coming in. I mean, his scriptures play out more and more and more in your lives. It's for us to seek Him out and be thankful for it. I know they tell me, I think in 1993, they started, some of the Indians started having a celebration, or, or I think they call it Black Thursday, maybe, or something, remembering how bad their lives turned out once they welcomed the English. Uh, and of course, I don't see too many happy turkeys either during Thanksgiving time, you know. Uh, I figured in the first Thanksgiving, a lot of deer, might have been some waterfowl, and maybe some of the turkeys are brought in by the Indians. But God found a way providing for them. And He'll do the same thing for us, guys. If we sell out to Him, say, hey, I'm not looking back, I'm going forward. I want everything you have for me, God. And He'll do the same for us. We don't have to be fearful. But the days are. The days are upon us as prophesied in the Bible. I can't warn you enough. It's not going back. Birth pain has started. And I don't remember all the stuff on birth pains. I just remember taking the hospital and becoming a dad. So in between, there's probably not much to it. But, uh, but the birth pain was coming. And I do know... Uh, Right before the baby's born, I hear, I hear you know. The screaming parts where we're entering right now, folks. It is. Like, ah, God, Now all of a sudden it's going to be, oh, look at Jesus. Oh, all that pain. All the stuff you're going to go through. It's all going to be worth it, guys, for His glory. And look around, and, oh man, they came with you. Oh, that, that person there came with you. Yeah. 
folks walk up to you and say, man, Bob, I'm glad you told me the truth. You could have blew me off like everybody else did. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. This is the way you are. But you had enough guts to tell me about Jesus and forgiveness of my sins. And I was walking in sin. Or the next person might come and say, hey, I think, see? That's what it's all about. That's what it should be all about. Don't keep your eyes on this world and measure self-worth because of what this world is. Don't measure self-worth because you have no money in the bank or you have plenty of money in the bank. And the bottom line is, does Jesus know your name? Does He call you a friend? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just stand before You today. I thank You, God, for this time. Together with the saints, God, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for Your Spirit. I thank You You don't leave us where You find us. I thank You, God, that You don't turn Your backs on us. God, that You are there working with us. You know, God, we have a new spirit, but we are inside of the same old flesh and blood. And sometimes, God, the flesh and blood raises up and takes over things. Just as when the disciples fell asleep, Father God, when in the presence of Your Son, Jesus, God, we also can find ourselves falling asleep. Your words to the disciples, same to us. Hey, can't you stay awake a little bit longer? And look what took place, God. Man, they were raised up. They were strengthened. Totally sold out to you, Lord. And that's our hearts to be, Lord. We want to be totally sold out to you. Forgive us, God, of our sins, our trespasses. Forgive us of our laziness. Forgive us of things we just take for granted from you, God. Oh God, our desire is to be like Jesus. Our desire is to surrender everything to You, Lord. The day is coming toward us, God, that we may be that light shining on the hillside. That we might be, Father God, that, that smile, that, that face that somebody look at and say, man, I, I want what You want, what You have. That they will see Jesus in us. They look at us and say, I remember you. When they talk to us, they'll be confused. Like, ah, it's not the same person. That's our heart, God. You love each and every one of us here, Father. You care for us. And we love you, God. Fill us up to overflowing with thy spirit. And may the blessings that you give us, Father. May be blessings for us, but also to share with those around us. That through this time, not just this season, but through this time, God, that we will, Father, uh, that we will share, give, and uplift the name of Jesus Christ, who is truly our Savior and our Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.